welcome back to Bohemia Glass Pod. I'm Feli. And I'm Annabelle. And this week we're not doing so much of a casual topic, as you can see already. But we talk all things toxic positivity and what self love really means in our day and age. And we specifically was inspired by obviously Euphoria's famous clip from this season. Um, so we definitely touched on that a lot, but also taking it from like a more cultural perspective with our Asian background and what like self love means from that kind of perspective. And we talk a lot about like intersectionality with what positivity really means today and what we can try to do better with addressing just like our feelings and. How we should feel sometimes. So it's a whole, it's a whole crazy combo. So very crazy combo. I was just talking to my friends about this, but I feel like because it's so cold out, obviously there is that factor of like, oh, people are kind of staying more and yeah, like not wanting to be outside compared to like summer where it was like honestly overwhelming i was moving people wanted to socialize during summer obviously there's too much going on and i was very much like burned out by that point during summer but i think because i personally enjoy the winter just because like first of all i just hate the heat but second i feel like i enjoy the aspect of staying in and being cozy and being able to just kind of be inside and not to say like oh just like spending time alone but even just hanging out with friends I feel like when you're able to stay in and be able to do like not rely on like going out to dinners and getting drinks as like the only form of socializing I feel like that also shows a lot of like what kind of meaningful friendships that you have um don't know I feel like it just reminded me of like what I wanted to talk about just like the idea of like wintering I think has been like a huge theme when it's like snowing out and just like being very intentional about like who I'm seeing just because like if I don't want to go outside like I don't have to and like if I'm going out to see you like talking a lot and we feel like (laughs) um I think this is something I personally definitely want to work on too like it's always really fun to get with your friends and just like talk shit um about like your life and just like dump and I think we do this because it's very much so like, um, like you guys are kind of like our friends that we don't like see. So it's very easy to go into like the spiral of like, um, let's just complain, which like in my life recently, I've, I've felt like it's just not as productive. Um, so God, this is, like, so uncharacteristically of me because I feel like anybody who knows me knows that, like, I love to talk shit. Like, not, like, in a bad way, but, like, uh, like sometimes you just need that outlet in your life. But I think um, this is definitely something I want to work on. So we're going to start talking <laughs> about one good thing that happened in our lives this past week. I mean, like, yes, I still have midterms and stuff, but... um. I saw friends for Saturday night dinner and 
Sunday lunch, which is like more socializing I would do the weekend regularly. Um, and it was really nice. Like we went to try out new restaurants and then like there was a wait list. So we just like wandered around a grocery store for like an hour, which is really nice. Um, <laughs> It was like a nice little break before the best. I headed back into the week. It was like Sprouts. I really like Sprouts, actually. Oh, I've always wanted to go there. It's so like nice and small. And like, I don't know, like, so do you know, like sometimes you go to Kroger and you're just like, this is a little overwhelming. <laughs> like, I don't this know. If, I don't know if that's like a thing other people experience. But like sometimes you like go into a Kroger and you're just like, mm-mm. But Sprouts just seems no. like a Trader Joe's, but, like, less, like, Arco, uh, but, like, a cheaper Whole Foods. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I don't know if this description is – you know what? If you've been to Sprouts, like, I think you, you would get what I'm saying. It's, like, a cheaper Whole Foods but less Art Hoey Trader Joe's, I think is a good way to say it. I feel like we, as, like, a podcast, have just gone through a lot the past month. With just, like, recording, you know, just the difficulties we've been facing. So it's easy to obviously, like, start episodes with this yeah. kind of stuff. But, I mean, it's hard to not say this, but I did have a stomach flu this past weekend. Um, so that was, like, the highlight of my weekend, I guess. But the fun thing with it was I got to nap all day and didn't feel bad about it. And I shouldn't even feel bad about it in the first place, but, yeah. um, like, you know me, like, I'm yeah. just, I just don't really let myself rest a lot, so I think this is a time where I was like, yeah, you need to just, like, chill and, like, stay in bed, like, watch TV, and I, like, finish a bunch of shows, which I've been meaning to do, like, you guys know, yeah. so that was really nice, and even on Friday, I went to my favorite Thai place in the city with two of my friends, and one friend we actually have not seen for the longest time. And it was just so crazy. Like, we were talking about how we met in high school for, like, what, four days at a conference. And we are still, like, connected today. And just seeing this girl I haven't seen in, like, years. And she even knew about our podcast. What? I don't, I don't know. Like, how? She was like, oh, it's just so cool that like, you have your podcast. Like, my other friend has a newsletter called Kopi Club that she worked on during yeah. quarantine. And we met at the art conference, so it kind of made sense that, like, we talk about this kind of stuff because she studies art at an art school. So just so cool, kind of reconnecting with just, like, super strong, like, Asian-American women who are just doing super cool things with their lives that's not business-related, <laughs> I guess. Oh, my God, this reminds me. I forgot to mention this show when we were talking about shows last week. Like the, <gasps> oh, like, which show do you wish had a bigger yeah. fan base so you can talk to more people about it? Do you know a show called Lie to Me? No. It's so good. It's about... Oh, um, it's about micro-expressions in people and how this, like, um, behavioral, like, specialist, like, uses it to solve crimes. Like, I think it's a pretty niche show that's not as well-known. Um, but... I, it's one of my favorites of all time. Ooh, I just like, low-key forgot about it. It was on Canadian Netflix. Um, I don't know where you can watch it now, but it's really good. Okay, I'm going to write it down. It's that like, also, really there's only three seasons. He's like, 
he's like a deception expert so he like reads like micro expressions on people's face to like um you know I really like crime stuff so oh I love crime stuff it's it's what I am into yeah actually I uh, not to get on tangent rushes but Eddie and I um started watching archive 81 which is like trending on Netflix and we were only like two episodes in but it's really good so far. I hear it gets weirder at the end, but I just think like the way it's filmed and like how it's like kind of thriller. Oh, horror fiction. Yeah, it's like very interesting concept. Yeah, but I think I'm gonna start. I may destroy you next, which I know you've talked about, and I know it's gonna be very heavy. But I need to watch it. It's been like too long on the list. Yeah, there's so much like content to get through. Um. Okay, which tangent brings us back to Euphoria. So I know we talk about it so much, but this was um, a moment that I think I remember. This was so what we're talking about today had um, has something to do with a sequence that happened in season two. Sorry, wow, season two, episode two. Um, I remember like watching that sequence, and I was, and then I think the next day I saw an Instagram post about it, and it sent it to Feli, and I was like. This is something we could talk about because yeah, I, so I thought it was so interesting. Um, I think it's very much so on, like, the line of, like, how, like, that girl is trending and, like, how we're also into Pinterest and stuff like that right now. Um, but to give a rundown, I guess, it's – I don't – if you have watched you for – and this is not a spoiler, I don't think. So – No. Um yeah, this is not a spoiler, like, not no, even remotely. Not. But the scene is Kat, who is a character, I think she's, like, a semi-main character. How do we describe this? Like, she was, there was this, like, sequence in the episode where she was sitting in bed, and I think, like, feeling, not feeling great about herself. Um, and, like, a swarm of people, like, I think who are, supposedly they're portraying like influencers or like online personalities like storming her and being like but you are beautiful like you are powerful like say it and believe it yeah no like that scene stuck with me so much because I feel like everyone should just go watch that clip than us trying to explain it but these like random people come in and they are saying things like cat you need to smash OPD standards like you have to love yourself you need to find your inner fucking warrior and just like all of these things that you just see so much on social media, it's like screaming yeah. in your face. And I think it's like a very metaphorical way of just like how people in our generations today are constantly faced with this like pressure from like social media and even like your parents by seeing like saying like, just like love yourself. Like what is so hard yeah. about loving yourself basically so we thought yeah. this was interesting just because, like, there is a certain kind of positivity and self-love era that we're getting into. But I think there's also, like, a toxicity behind it. Like, is it it's really like useful? Weird, it's like a super weird self-help cycle where, like, we will do everything but talk about, like, maybe what's behind you, like, not being able to love yourself. Because, um... Because Kat, like, went through this transformation in season one, right? Where um, mm-hmm. she, like, I think she hid herself a lot. That was, like, the main plot line because 
she was considered like a fat girl and she like didn't accept that and she like didn't think she was desired like some it was something I think along those lines and she had like an awakening and she started being a cam girl and she was like oh like I think that's a very surface level um depiction of what happened obviously the plot line's a lot deeper than that but um I think Kat because everybody I feel like everybody else's plot line is so like for at least for me seems like so far removed from right like my life or like today's society or um because like who who do we know that like has like a thousand dollars worth of drugs in their suitcase you know like that's not a plot line I would relate to I think that's just a plot line that I would watch and be like shocked by and be like oh my gosh like yes drugs are very much so a problem but I think Kat's plot line is something much more tangible for us to think about because like the toxic like self-help shit like that's pretty real, I feel like, because you just, I think everybody's always like, oh, like, just love yourself, but, like, what goes behind the loving yourself? Like, um, yeah, you could just say that, but I don't know. It's not that easy. It's not easy to love yourself, at least in today's, like, I think it's really funny, because, like, on social media, all you see is, like, oh, love yourself, love yourself, but at the same time, they present, like, images that make it impossible for you to love yourself. So it's, like, it's I think it's super interesting like that duality I feel like just simply saying like self-love like love yourself like you said like doesn't actually do anything and sometimes I feel like it's even counterproductive when you're dismissing the fact that like people can feel shit and just want to lie in bed all day and I feel like that's something I experienced personally where not that I would I'm like I hate myself but it's like I would feel guilty if I was just, like, not feeling great and having, like, a low day and being, like, well, I'm wasting my day because I don't feel great about myself for some weird reason. When it really should be, like, hey, like, just do whatever you feel like doing. There's not really anything wrong with you if you can't achieve that self-love, like, every day. Like, who, who can do that every day? It's just so unrealistic. Yeah, and I think people don't, like, like to hear about stuff like that, you know? Like, I feel like there are days where, like, if I wake up and say, like, my clothes don't fit the way, like, mm, I want them to. And I'm that's like, so mm. real. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when you wake up and you, like, thought about, like, this outfit before you go to, went to bed and you, like, woke up and you, like, put it on, you're like, ooh. Like, these jeans were, like, this top isn't fitting how it used to be. And that kind it of ruins really your day, right? Your day. Like, it fucks your mood up. Yeah. But then, like, what can you say to people when you have to get out there again? And, like, you know, you can't just be, like, ah. Uh, like, I mean, like, sometimes I'm, like, ah, oh, like, if this doesn't work out, I'd rather, like, lie in bed. But, like, you can't do that. you got to go to school. Like, you got to go to work, right? So when you get to school and work, like, um, they're, like, oh, my God, like, how, how's your day going? You're not going to be, like, shit because these jeans I wanted to wear this morning didn't work out. So I'm like, oh, but just, those are just jeans. I just feel like we don't really tolerate. This is hard to, I think, put into words because um, we don't really tolerate, like, negative self-talk, which isn't good. Like, it's not good to hate yourself. But at the same time, I think glossing over your problem and just covering whatever you're feeling with like I love myself also isn't really helpful because you haven't gotten to the root of why you feel the way you do Mm -hmm. yeah it's more important that we like tackle the fundamental problems and I feel like we often just like gaslight ourselves being like there's no reason why you should feel this way like you have everything you need you have everything that like someone else would want like 
right? Like everyone has those qualities that someone else doesn't have. So it's like, why are you even feeling bad about certain things? When it's like, we should give ourselves space to just, I guess, feel bad sometimes and deal with it. I think that's just part of like feeling other emotions and being with being in a generation like this where social media is just constantly bombarding us with self-love like quotes and Pinteresty things and being yeah saying all these positivity things to us all the time it's just hard to be aligning with that all the time too like it's just humanly not possible um so I think it's important that we like look more into what self-love really is instead of just buying into this like idea and it's so interesting because if we think of like why these narrations exist it's because of how social media is so powerful right and why are social media so powerful because the influencers behind it and who are the most successful influencers like in white people and I think they like promote this message of like you should love yourself and um like body positivity and like having this weird toxic positivity mindset when like I sometimes I just want to like like literally just shut the fuck up like why um I think they perpetuate such a interestingly like um closed off narrative um that if you like have discourse with them they're just gonna say like oh well like it's not my fault that you can't, you can't like accept yourself or whatever when the standards they've created make it really hard for like regular girls or girls who are growing up to like accept themselves without like all of the plastic surgery and, you know, like the upkeep. I'm like realizing like the amount of money they spend on upkeep must be insane. insane. Like genuinely. And it's, like, how are we supposed to ever create this, like, self-acceptance if we can't... We're constantly, like, just seeing these things, right? Like, in casting, I think one of the most important aspects of it was, like, these fitness influencers in bikinis who were coming and being, like, why do you hate yourself? Like, you're, like, beautiful, blah, 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 blah. Like, great. But at the same time, you're this beauty standard that's telling me I should look like you. And you're telling yeah. me to love myself when I don't look like you. So, what? <laughs> I feel like it's just so interesting because I think this is not a feeling that's isolated. I think everybody feels like this, but none of us knew how to articulate it because it it seems weird for us to like articulate it. it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like if we say it just on an individual level, um, it's really easy to just like be pushed off and be like, oh, like, just because you're feeling bad about yourself, like, you don't, you don't, you don't need to drag everybody else down. I think that's something that's said a lot when it comes to, like, conversations like these. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think just, like, the whole self-care, self-help, self-love industry in the U.S., at least, it's very much, like, fed into, like, capitalism and just, like, society wants us to buy into these tropes and, lifestyles that we want to achieve and so I think it's not even fundamentally we want to love ourselves and gain that confidence I think that looks very different from the fact that we're like purchasing all these like beauty things like as you said like surgery like 
fitness classes, like all of these stuff, like we're paying for to achieve this like lifestyle that like society and capitalism wants us to achieve. So is that really self-love? Like I personally don't think so because if I was really loving myself like every day, like would I be working out as much or would I be like just eating whatever I want, right? There are certain choices that you make every day that you don't even think about. That's like, does this make you happy? Probably not, but you're going to do it anyway because like... See, like, I don't know if I agree with that because I think um, that's just a mindset thing. Like, you can want to work out because you want to feel good. Um, and I think, like, you can't take away, like, that some people just do want to... I don't think it's fair to, like, categorize everything that people do into, like, feeding into the beauty standard. Because, like, very much, like, a lot of it very much so is. But I, like, I, I struggle with um, categorizing things like that. And, like, those choices, um, like, things I'm willing to actively condemn are things like, oh, this is actually good timing. I saw on TikTok this um, video of this girl, like, I mean, like, there's, like, a shit ton of weird content on TikTok, because we all knew this. There was this girl that, like, got famous because she was cosplaying, like, Spider-Girl. And she had, like, the, you know, like, the Pixar mom, like, body type, like, the tiny waist and, like, the really oh, wide yes, hips. yes, yes. Yeah, and some girl, like, duetted her video and was, like, I was feeling really bad about myself until I realized all of her videos are, like, oh, what? Like, it's not Photoshop, like, altered. Because you mm. can do that. Like, technology, the right. tech is there. Um, and the I, I remember seeing it, and the girl, like, the creator she was calling out, like, commented back, like, why are you so rude? Like, um, I never said this, like, you know, wasn't, like, I never said this was real, like, stuff like that. She was like, I'm just, I'm, I'm a cosplayer. Like, I'm trying to emulate blah, blah, blah. Yes, she never said that this was real. But when people, like, in her, like, in the original creator who was calling her out responded to her comments, I was like, when people are commenting, like, in her, like, in her comments, she'd be like, oh, my God, like, I love your body. Like, girls being like, oh, my God, like, I'm not going to eat because I just want to look like this. She was just liking their comments. <laughs> Which, like, basically just means that she's like, oh, like, thanks. There was never any explicit, like, oh, like, don't worry because I don't look like this. This is just something I do, like my like hobby wow far tangent um but I think that's like stuff like I'm willing to like actively be like that's fucked up because I think she was also kind of perpetuating toxic positivity where it was like why are you calling me out like I'm just living my life but that's kind of weird you know like that's so weird that like you're like oh I never explicitly said that it's it's mine but you also aren't saying anything otherwise I think it's definitely more, yeah, as you said, like the mindset and intention behind things. Yeah. Because it's something I'm actively working on, like fitness-wise, because I, I do, like, exercise, like, quite a bit. But sometimes I get in, like, toxic mindset where it's, like, oh, like, yes, like, for health and whatever. But then it's, like, I see things on social media but that obviously, like, influences yeah. the way I think about it. Which really sucks is, like, one thing can just trigger, like, the whole thing when you're mm. doing so well. Um, which is why it's hard to avoid it on social media because, like, everyone's talking about it. Like, all these fitness influencers are like, oh, like, do it for the health, blah, 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 and, like, get strong or whatever. But it's, like, counterproductive when there's this, like, third voice constantly telling you something that you may not, like, need to hear. 
So I think it really needs to come from within instead of like externally. Like, oh, yeah. these concepts, like you really need to like change the way that you think yourself before like going externally to seek for information that just like validates what you're trying to achieve that and I remember I sent you the post from Diet Prada and I like I was scrolling through their comments a little bit because their comment sections are actually always very interesting it's um very polarizing opinions so whenever they post something controversial I I like to take a look and I remember I screenshotted the comment because I was like if we're going to talk about this like um, we should talk about the other side, right? So obviously, the two of us very much so agree that toxic positivity is a thing. But this girl commented, we're allowed to read comments like this. Fuck, this is public. Why am I hesitating? Um, this girl commented, I don't think there's a, such a thing as toxic positivity, just a mess of unhealed people who enjoy and want to normalize the comfort one feels soaking in their misery. I get it if they have depression, but a lot of these folks don't need a lot of these folks don't and need to work on healing instead of marinating and their self-loathing. That's a lot to unpack. <laughs> hmm. I feel like two parts, right? People do enjoy feeling miserable, like, sometimes. Like, we like to complain to each other. Like, obviously. Yeah, like, <laughs> and, like literally what we fine. said earlier. Yeah, um, I think it's healthy to complain. Like, I, I think it's human for us to have emotions like ups and downs you can't be all yeah, sunshine like, rainbows every day do do people like complaining a little too much yes because I remember I know this because I just learned in marketing classes we're about to do qualitative research for like um for consumers and an important thing they said is don't say what do you not like about this product do you always ask what you like first because if you ask about what you don't like first you're never gonna pivot to what's positive because when you've started it in something negative, people tend to not think about the positives at all, which is true. So I understand um, what, what this person is trying to say. But at the same time, like, I don't think it's fair to say that, oh, like, people just want to wallow. I think why people want to wallow is because the slew of, like, positive content they see on the internet doesn't seem very validating to their feelings. And obviously, like, you would want to wallow at that point, I, I think. Um, like, if, if we talked more about why you feel bad and, like, steps to maybe take, um, you know, to not feel as bad, that may be more productive than just being, like, you should love yourself, you're a warrior, like, you got this. But, like, what do I got, though, you know? Right. Like, what is it that I've got? Like, what is it that I'm taking on? Because sometimes we don't even know. And I feel like that's why we have therapy available to us. Like, we literally have to talk and process these problems before we can take action. And I don't think Mm. there, I don't think you should accuse anyone for like complaining or just literally talking about their problems because, like, we can just be in our head about it, overthinking of this stuff all the time. You need, like, second opinions and for people to, like, listen. So it processes things. Like, I feel like even when we talk about our problems, like, it helps us, like, validate or invalidate, like, what we're thinking. If I'm overthinking, obviously, my friend would be like, what are you doing? And yeah, I'd be exactly. like, oh, right, yeah, I'm overthinking. 
Yeah. Right? So like it's not it's not helpful like to just be like you got it because like I feel like to our closest friends it's never going to be a one-liner of oh my god girly like you can do it yeah (laughs) I think we don't say that to our friends because we know it's not helpful yeah um it's like you don't got it actually but yeah (laughs) or like here is what are like some things you need to do um I think because obviously like I don't I also don't like want to glamorize like because I think a lot of people also glamorize the the like feeling sad process like the sad girl aesthetic I do think it's a little oh problematic glamorize like the whole like mental yeah. illness and stuff like that but um I think it's it's come it comes with like the pretense that at some point you are going to get up and dust yourself off but it's not helpful that when you're just like lying down and feeling like shit people mm-hmm. are just like like, fuck, what were the influencers saying? Because, like, I thought it was so funny. It just sounded like a Pinterest board of, like, was, if you search up inspirational quotes on Pinterest board, like, that felt like what was happening. I think Kat was such a good, is such a good representation of, like, growing up in the digital age because her depiction of, like, um, writing fan fiction and then, like, not feeling satisfied like sexually because she consumed so much of that content when she was younger like right. I think was also really realistic for like people who grew up in our generation I think right. she was like just a really good written character in terms exactly. of like what it's like to have grown up in such a digital age and having like no filtered in terms of the content we consumed when we were younger because I like when we were younger I think that was when internet like was just, was just like really popularizing when social media was just like really popularizing like our parents didn't quite have the grasp of how to manage stuff like that yet, I feel like. Um, I think, obviously, now there's a lot of safeguards because it's been around for a while, but when we were growing up or, like, people who are a little older than us, that was when, like, shit was, like, everywhere. Like, there were no safeguards. literally imagine being a high schooler and seeing all this shit. Like, even we can barely handle it and we're in, like, graduated from college, like, almost, yeah, graduated from college and in college. Um... But I think what's interesting about her being in the, like, scene of this is also she's, like, as you said, like, more of a side main character. Um, Mm. So I think we often dismiss the fact that, like, everyone is going through something like this. Like, not just the main characters who have, like, big problems are, like, going through the ups and downs of things. And we often forget that, like, when they're not on camera, quote-unquote, like, they are going through things still and it's funny one of the quotes they said was like become a bad bitch but it's like literally she's just like leave me alone yeah right like give yourself time like don't go on like, instagram okay and search for time. all this stuff right yeah instagram is definitely like not the place to be for um some of the situations yeah but like because I know there's, again, like, there's such a duality with things like this. Because at the same time, you don't want to glamorize, like, the depressive, like... Because people... I do understand where that commentary is coming from. Where, like, people feel... Like, strong emotions bond us together, right? And I think hate is easier to bond over than, like, love. Because you're not going to love someone instantly after meeting them. And I remember in one of my other business classes, they were like, oh, like, a good way to bond with your colleagues like if you find someone you hate together damn dude that's an instant connection <laughs> Actually, like you gotta admit so in your 
like in your real life, like if you meet someone and you guys get to talking and they're like, oh, like, do you know that person? And you're like, oh my God, like I do. And they're like, oh yeah, like I don't like them. And then if you resonate with like the, I don't like them part, dude, shit, like that's instant. Like you're just like, oh my God, I like you already because we hate the same things. That's Um, so true. I feel like. Right? Especially like high school, college, so easy to start relationships like that. But even, like, if I talk about, like, I was pledging, like, a business frat, right? We, like, bonded because of a common suffering, basically. And that was the point of it. And looking back, it's like, uh, I don't know. Like, I appreciated the fact that I was, like, forced to bond with people I would never that I'd be, like, friends with over because we had this like commonality but at the same time I think when you're like taken out of like a college context it's very toxic to like build a relationship just because it's built on like a hatred of something of some sort exactly and I'm starting to kind of see that in certain relationships like especially from like high school and like earlier on in life when it's just like so easy to just talk shit about people that was, like, yeah. part of it, part of growing up Like, and in college, it's a little too easy. It's too easy. Everyone's up each other's asses all the time. Like, I mean, it's, I catch myself doing it sometimes, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We do it all the time, but it's, like, kind of dangerous when you are only talking about those. But, I mean, that's a yeah. separate tangent. So, I feel like... Oh, wow. Where do we come from? Um, I feel like... So, at the same time, like, I... I you don't want to glamorize like wallowing in self-pity and like not seeking help but I do think it's also important to acknowledge that like um your one avenue of like getting people out of the dumps is just feel better or like you are amazing um maybe like because I think the general consensus I saw like under that post the divide was just like oh my gosh yes toxic positivity is such a thing and the other divide is just people enjoy being depressed and this show is glamorizing depression um I don't know if I agree I just feel like it's not glamorizing depression I I just think it's really real when you grow up in kind of the echo chamber of like like you know, like, the weird positive... Because, like, there was that Tumblr thinspo era, and now we're in, like, the everybody is so amazing era, and it just feels weird. I feel like it's, like, easy for a company to market this. <laughs> like, from a marketing standpoint. Um, yeah, I think the main problem with all of this is, like, we often... I often see on, like, TV shows, I forget, where, but it's, like, very common where... Um, like depression, for example, is when people respond to it, it's like, just get better. Like, why are you sad? And it's like, w- like, no, no. <laughs> like, why? I feel like that's also very much so a narrative. Yes, in, like, I was Eastern literally going to say. Country households. Like, imagine telling your Asian parent, like, I'm depressed. And I have so many friends who, like, have gone through, like, more ups and downs, like, mental health-wise. And their parents, like, literally, Asian parents, literally don't understand what that means. No. No, like, I understand where our parents are coming from. Like, mental health, I feel like, only started rising the past couple of years, especially after COVID. 
But even then, it's like... Yeah. Yeah, so Eastern culture-wise, we were never taught even the concept of self-love, concept of mental health. It was only more normalized when we moved to the U.S. and, like, college and, like, pop culture started talking about it. It's, It's so interesting because... I feel like, personally, like, I got closer with my mom. So, like, if I were sad, I think I could go to my mom to talk about it. But I still don't think she'd be, like... She'd be, like, get over it. I just like, feel that's... like mental... Yeah, mental illness for them. Or, like, not mental illness. Or, like, just, like, you know, having dips in your mental state for them. They're always, like, but I've had it so much harder. That's so why can't so you just true. get over um, this one thing? It's always, like, but, like, remember, like, and not to discount experiences, right? kind of upbringing, because I feel like, TBH, I would not know what to do, um, but at the same time, um, we face, like, a new set of struggles, right? So, like, yeah, I, like, I don't think, like, self-love is very much, like, a concept in the, like, at least in China. And I feel like they genuinely don't understand that it's, like, some thing that you have to work through like constantly i think they just think like oh you're just sad for like a couple of days and you'll be fine and i i understand like completely valid where they're coming from like they did go through a lot in upbringings and those parents who immigrated to the u.s like obviously they're working so much like we can't discount that um but i think that's why like more asian kids who have grown up especially in Asia it's just harder for us to like even admit to ourselves that we have problems to work through yeah we have problems to work through because we like gaslight ourselves thinking like we're fine don't want to disappoint our parents they went through it my parents is so real no exactly like why am I here like I'm so privileged to even be in this position right I think also another point like self-love is a privilege the fact that we're even talking about this is a privilege the fact that we can consume and purchase things to like feed into this lifestyle is a privilege um so it is very much you know That's, like ugh, yeah it's a niche combo a lot of intersectionality with it like i, I don't know i feel like being asian um we talk a lot about this in my like model minority seminar, like not wanting to buy into the capitalism, but at the same time, um, like not okay with living life, like disappointing our parents. But if you don't buy into capitalism, like, you might need your parents' yeah. support forever because <laughs> it's really hard to kind of, like, make that, make yeah. that kind of living. Um, it's hard out here. It is hard out here. Yeah. So I think it's a lot of positivity talks is very oblivious and ignoring the fact that, like, there are other aspects of life that we have to worry about. Um so it's yeah. not enough and never going to be enough to just be like, don't worry about it. Like, it'll be fine when we're in my shoes. Like, I've always wanted to be more focused on, like, social impact in terms of, like, career stuff. 
But obviously I fed into like capitalism, but it's like, also I don't want to disappoint my parents. Like why, why would they work so hard right? exactly. and like not be able to support myself and stuff? So it is like so real, like gaslighting ourselves and being like, oh, everything's fine. Like your mental health is not priority that you can figure that out another day. And then seeing all these social media stuff about, oh, you're fine. Like, just 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 enjoy yourself. Like, you have everything you have. What yeah. is there to enjoy? So it's, yeah, important to look more inwards about just, like, gaining more confidence in yourself, I guess. Like, speaking of, like, just, like, more intersectionality, I guess. Like, toxic positivity is definitely, like, super gendered as well in, like, a very, like, heterosexual um, perspective. Like, how men are always taught not to cry, how women is, like, more emotional. And I feel like you can see this just from the scene with Kat. Like, Kat is the one who's, like, has a scene with this whole concept and all the people who are talking to her were females, were women. Um, so I think just, like, capitalism in general has fed into the fact that, like, women are more inclined to, or, like, obviously more attracted to, like, all these self-care products and wellness-related things compared to men. And somehow, like, capitalism is, like, taking advantage of the fact that we would we would like take money and um, like spend money on these kind of stuff and even therapy and stuff. Yeah. I can't tell you how many guys I know who yeah. does therapy compared to like female friends. I yeah. don't think I know any guys. Because they're therapy. supposed to be tough and not need to deal with their mental health things, you know? Yeah. Like, I think men definitely don't, like, we don't, we don't create enough of, like, a platform for them to kind of comfortably talk about, like, their mental health struggles. And this reminds me, I just, I think it's also just, like, a generic thing, but I've seen, like, guys talk among themselves. They never talk about problems, first, first of all. Like, they don't talk about their feelings. And second, uh-huh. they're just like, oh, man up, like, no. deal with it. And I feel like that creates such a toxic environment. Yeah. They're like, why are you, like, why are you such a pussy? Or like, I have a friend who always like wants to like always says, like, mom didn't raise yeah, no bitch. Yeah, I'm like, and I'm like, you're not a little bitch for having yeah. feelings. And it's so toxic for like guys, because, I mean, I have a little brother, so I think I like witness it more, and I wish like he had more yeah. space to talk about problems and honestly complain and rent sometimes, because like guys just don't do that kind of thing. And because it's so gendered no, they don't. and the fact that, like, they're not supposed to be emotional and just, like, ex- like talk about their feelings, right? And I just think it's so toxic that, like, yeah, it's a whole masculinity thing. And, like, we definitely don't create enough of, like, a safe space for, um, which is why it makes it so much easier for companies to target girls in terms of things like toxic positivity and for... I think also men to buy into the narrative of like, why are like, partially I think why they don't understand sometimes when we are going through something like harder. There's so much to unpack with this one. There is so much. I just feel like 
social media and like the media doesn't really allow for a space to look at like both sides of an issue I think we tend to take an extreme and run with it so in this case um we aren't saying to wallow or like glamorize like I don't know sad feelings of sadness and like go for that Lana Del Rey sad girl aesthetic um but like it's important to give yourself space to feel whatever you need and that's something I need to work on too so yeah I think simply just yeah everyone everybody can work on you don't always have to feel better like immediately like no one does that that's not possible and don't go on social media when you're feeling like shit because it's not going to help. <laughs> Immediate reactions. And I think women, also we talk about this in like a comparison culture episode, I think. Um, we often compare like how we're doing with like other women and it's just a weird thing with how society has like made us go against one another. But I think it's important to like just... It's hard, but like, fo- like have like blinders on, on yourself instead of like looking what other people are doing all the time, and I think in that scene it's just like a group of women like chants and yells at cat basically, so I think it's important to like block out all that kind of noise, while try to, um, so it doesn't let you, it doesn't like push you down, right. Yeah, or push you down more than it has to. Oh, anyways, what an int- everyone just go watch the the clip. Yeah, if you don't watch Euphoria, I think it's that worth clip, it. I'm uh, sure everyone has seen it somewhere watching. at one point at right now, but yeah. <laughs> it is really good. Like I feel like I I feel like it's definitely circulated, made its rounds yeah. like on. All Honestly, the it was like highlight of that episode specifically. Um, because it is just such a normal feeling that not a lot of people talk about. So, it's an important one, though. Yeah. Good talk, Good talk. <laughs> we will see you next week with an equally crazy topic. <laughs>